Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Make sure everything's running on it. Squirt it off up there. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Back in again. Lord, give me another good sermon. Let's pray. Lord, I ask you to give me the unction to preach the message. I ask you, Lord, to touch me. I ask you, Lord, all the brothers and sisters out there, to open their ears and their eyes. I ask the Lord to touch me and fill me with the Holy Spirit. I ask Jesus to be here with me today. To guide me through this sermon. Be pure in your sight, Lord Jesus. And give me the unction to preach the word, clear, pure gospel, Lord Jesus. I ask you to move. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to be a part of and be fully in this ministry, in this sermon. Let it be a blessing unto all who's willing to hear. I ask the Lord to fill me with. And touch my lips, Lord Jesus, touch my lips. Let's all learn from your pure word, Lord. That it never goes to the left or the right, but they preach as pure as can be, Lord. And it be all of you, and not of flesh. Amen. Brothers and sisters, let me go ahead and fix this real quick. sisters message today is on the on the screen thou wicked and slothful servant and this message is concerning the church spiritually but it's mainly concerning a, a lot of a lot to do with the church as well as Christians, especially newborn people in Christ. And we have to make sure that we're praying, that we're, that we're giving thanks constantly to Christ. All the things he's given us, the talents, everything, the, the talents he gives us, 
can be a singer or preacher or teacher. You can, you can, the Lord has given everyone a special talent, one way or another. It may be healing, it, it, might, it might be a smart wisdom, knowledge. But the Lord, He gives these things to us, and He's blessed us with many things. But how are we using it? How are we using Are we using it for, for the, the body of Christ? But we are constantly working. 24-7, constantly. And you know that, you know, you're not rewarded. We're rewarded by our works. Our works and, and faith. you got to have faith in all the things. That we live by faith, constantly living by faith. And we have to keep on praying and reading the Word. Searching out the word and making sure our hearts are pure, constantly, and without spot nor blemish. And, uh, you know, as we get into the word of God, this might be a two, a two hour, uh, maybe two hours, an hour and a half. It we'll, uh, might be a part two, because there's a lot to, lot to be told here, a lot, a lot of stuff the Lord wants me to get out. And I, I got to work today. I, I work with the ministries. Uh, I raise a household. And, uh, and to see what the Lord does, as we get into the Word, I'll be more explaining it. You know, you know, the Lord, He likes me to explain things. I feel that the Lord wants me wants to explain it to you. Because I'm learning. And all preachers that are sitting up there, if you're too high-minded, if you're too high-minded and thinking that either you know everything, you got it in your head that you think you know everything in the world, then that would be, that's a problem with a lot of preachers. They're, they're high-minded and they think they know it all. They think they know everything in the Word of God. And that, that's, a, and that's what the, the Lord is giving this message because we're we're all learning and uh, another thing is is that is that even when a preacher has a message or a sermon he needs to search himself out as well you know uh slothfulness is laziness slugger we're going to be talking about the slugger preaching on it the slugger and slothfulness the laziness spiritual laziness as well as uh Laziness of the flesh, you know, because there's a lot of things we got. We got really, we really got to get on to what the Lord, he doesn't reward a lazy person. As you know, if you're lazy, like if you don't work, you don't eat. You know, you don't, it, idle hands, the idleness and hands, a one who talks a lot, but don't do it. You know, they do a lot of talking, but they don't do a, not, a whole lot of action. You know, it, it's uh, it goes on and on, and the Lord doesn't reward it. He doesn't reward it one bit. You know, we can say, I can say to you, brothers and sisters, you need to pray more. But if I'm not doing it, then, then I, you know, I'm a hypocrite. You know, and there's a lot of preachers out there that are doing this. They're saying, well, you're you're sinning. You, you need to you need to quit sinning. But they have sins as well. Well, uh, manager, you manager will be managed unto you. So, 
you know, we have to be prepared. We have to be really prepared at the time when he comes. Because if we're not laboring and even newborn babes, then we gotta really get in the word of God with newborn babes. See a lot of that's how a lot of uh newborn babes in Christ when they give their hearts to Christ, but they don't start reading the word, they don't start praying and seeking them. That's when we we that seeds it's like the we're not we're not when we preach on it, it's like the seeds you they plant the seed, they catch a hold of it, they feel good, they're, they're, they're loosened from them sins and them bonds of chains of darkness. The next thing you know, they quit reading, they quit praying, then they start getting back into they start getting back into the darkness. They start getting back into the older old ways. So that's why we have to fully get the full armor of God on. By praying, seeking, uh, seeking Him, praying, reading the Word, fasting, or whatever we gotta do, whatever the Lord leads you to do, is what you have to do. See, as we want to get into the Word of God here, this is more likely gonna be a two-part sermon, you know. But uh, I just learned a little more. It's like every time I read the Bible, I end up learning more and more and more. And the spirit constantly is, 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 is hungering for that. It's hungering for that because it opens us up to uh, the of us freeing ourselves from the bonds of this world and all of its all of its cares and all of its worries and and everything that's going on around us. It's kind of like it's like a light separating the darkness. We can get separated from that darkness when we get to the Word. We finally is we're finally revealed who we were before, who we were when we didn't know Christ. How much darkness we, 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 where we're revealed in the Word of God, the King James. You got to preach the King James if you truly want the Word of pure Word of God. You know, if you don't have a King James, I suppose you're trying to get one. It's you know, to get the word, the King James Bible is, is a very important thing because if, if stuff is out of it, you know, I, I got into it with one lady at work and I don't name names, but, and, but she's trying to justify herself. It's like, I was like, well, is your, is your NIV book, is it holy? She said, and she's getting all upset about it. And I'm like, well, they take holy out. Why, you know, if you have a Bible that it's, it has, has this taken out of it, and that taken out of it, and this taken out of it, then uh, how are you going to sit there and tell me that I'm wrong and you're right? When, you know, I want to go buy a proven word of God, something that's been around for 400 plus years, you know, that saved many souls, people's died for it. And so then, you know, it has your NIV. Has it died? Has anyone died for it? Has it been tested and proven? That, that, that's the question. So, is your word God tested and proven? You know, and this Bible, the King James Bible, like I keep stressing the fact is, is that it's the most published book out of any other book. It, it, it sold more books than any other book in, in the world. Billions. In the billions. It's in the billions, brothers. 
So it's a living word of God. So we have to go by the word of God completely in its entirety. You know, it's too hard for me to understand. So we have to go by the word of God. We only learn the word of God through his his knowledge, not not by hand. We have to keep searching and ask the Lord to reveal these things to us. And he will reveal it unto us. All the word of God. You can't take bits and pieces and say, I'm going to live by it. That's laziness. It's laziness because if we don't search the word of God, then we're being lazy. We're being lazy and then we're then that's how we start slipping back in the sin because you think it's okay. But a person to know good and to sin, it, 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 it's, it's sin unto them. But the thing about it is, is if, if you really search the word of God, and you know that it's sin and you still do it, that, that's, that's woe unto you, woe unto you. The brothers and sisters, we're going to get into the word of God. I got more to say. But it's kind of like, let, let me just explain one other thing is, it's like if you have a vehicle, if you have a vehicle and uh, you know you have to give that vehicle an oil change, you have to give it an oil change. If you don't, what happens? It's going to blow up. You know, but we're going to, we're getting more of the word of God here because I think the word of God makes it more clear and clearer to how prepared are you? Are you preparing yourself? You know, I was, the other sermons, this connects with the other sermons. Read on the other sermons to get a hold of it. But uh, you have to read the other, you have to go with the other sermons. The Lord puts me in a certain order. On each sermon follows in with the next and the next and the next with the Lord giving me. You know, I only want to go by what the Lord wants to give me to preach to you. You know, it, a lot of people say, well, this guy, he long winded too long. They, I enjoy it. I love it. If you hunger for the word, then you're doing the right thing. You're, if you're sitting back, popping you some popcorn, and listening to the word, you're the ones that are hungering for the, the, whole, the gospel. And that's when you're not slacking. You're not being lazy. You're saying, well, I got other things to do. Well, this might be a message to you, brother or sister. If you reject the word, the message has given unto you. The reward of a prophet, you get a prophet's reward. A ward of a preacher, and you, you get the reward in what you listen to and what is given unto you. To, uh, accept it or not. You know, so, this, you know, that, amen. We're going to get into Matthew, it's up there, Matthew 25 and 4, we're going to start. In these parables, you can't just take one parable, you got to take them all. Because at first I said, well, Lord, the talents. You got the bridesmaids, the talents, and the goats. Okay, this is all, you have to put them all together because it paints one perfect picture of how prepared we need to be. We have to be prepared, brothers and sisters. If we're not prepared, if you're, if you're being lazy, you're not going to be prepared. You have to be prepared when Christ comes. This is a stressful thing. Very stressful word of God is what the word of God is giving you. We have to be prepared. As you can tell, the fires are going rampant. 
30 million tons of smoke. Is now that it's reached 5,000 miles to Europe. This wildfires in Oregon. Remember Oregon, Portland, Oregon. They're burning Bibles. Now their whole entire state is on fire. You think of these things. California. You know. Hey. It's wicked. They're wicked states. And they're on fire. Main three point some five million acres are on fire. On fire. And uh, all nations will that forget God will be turned into hell. Amen. That just telling you the word of God. A lot of brothers and sisters they get mad. A lot, you know, a lot of people get mad when you preach about hell and about sin. You know, and you know. And if you can't accept that Christ taught more about hell than heaven, then you, you don't love Christ. You, if you don't believe in hell, you say Christ is a liar. So. You take it as it is. Take it as it is. Accept for what I say. Accept if I tell you the truth. You're not going. Hey, you're not going to believe me. Amen. You're not going to believe what I say. Well, I got to tell you in parables. If I told you the truth, you'd never believe me anyway. But we're going to go ahead and word of God. Matthew 25, and we'll start from one. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be unto likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were wise, five were foolish. They were foolish, took their lamps, and they that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answers and saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. And go ye rather them that sell and buy for them yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And they that were ready went in with him to the marriage. And the door was shut. Afterward came also another also the other virgins saying, Lord, Lord, open to us, open to us. And he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not, I know you not. Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour therein the Son of Man come, the day nor the hour, the day nor the hour. That's one thing we know for sure, that we do not know the day nor the hour. But we can get a, a sense when we look at the Word of God. It doesn't say season. It says as a fig tree grows, it sprouts. It could be in the fall. When the, 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 
the vines and everything starts budding and stuff. That could be the season. Could be in the season. After the, the winter. You just don't know. You just gotta keep wearing the word of God here. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants, delivered unto them his goods. We have to be with the virgins and the lamps of oil. We have to be spiritually ready. Spiritually ready. We can't borrow at the last minute or buy at the last minute. At the last minute, we have to be ready, brothers and sisters. We can't borrow nor buy at the very last minute. God, we must be your own. We have to be ready at our own time. We have to be ready. You understand this? On, on time. We have to be on time. We can't be sleeping. We can't be... We, we, we can't be saying, well, only if I knew. If I only if I knew. No sins want to enter in. So we have to be ready. We have to store up our knowledge of knowing good, right from, from good and evil. We have to be fully ready. Storing up the oil. Storing up the word of God with him. The bride and groom, as you can tell, is John the Baptist. You want to go ahead? It ain't up there, but if, uh, the bride and groom. It's very interesting to see. Very interesting to see, brothers and sisters. Turn down to. Turn down to. Uh, John 3 and 29. John 3 and 29. He that, he that hates the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom which stand and hear him rejoiceth greatly because the bridegroom is yours. This, my joy, therefore, is fulfilled. Baptist, John the Baptist himself. Ushered in Christ. Bride and groom. Amen. Ushered him in. Then the scripture was being fulfilled. The scripture was being fulfilled. Now we're going to go in with the next parable. We have that's preparedness. Now we're getting prepared. We have to go with each parable to find out. How prepared we were, as you can tell, five were wise and five were, were foolish. They weren't storing up, reading, being prepared for his coming. We have to be prepared, spiritually prepared. We have to be spiritually prepared. Because if we can't make one buy, we're going to be able to buy or borrow. There ain't going to be no buying and borrowing. He doesn't, he just not, doesn't work that way. Now we're going to start off here. 14. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling to a far country who call his own, his own servants 
and delivered unto them his goods. Resources. See, people are being called unto Christ. Now the ones now, as you tell the five foolish and all that the door is closed. Okay, that, that's when he's the coming. But now we're getting down to where now the servant, the master, now he has servants. He has servants. That's the ones that are given unto Christ. Say, the ones that are newborns in Christ. They say, well, you know, and the Lord gives us all according to our works. He knows that you, he knows how much you can handle. And this is what we're going to get into the word of God here. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants, preachers. They could be a preacher, evangelist, missionary, a pastor, a reverend, a bishop. And delivered unto them his goods. That could be a talent. That can be talents. That can be uh, wealth. Anything you can think of. That the Lord has blessed you with. Listen. And unto one he gave five talents. Five talents. To another two. And to another one. To every man according to his several ability. His ability. Hear that? And straight away to his journey. And straight away he went to his journey. The master went on his way. And he says, look, I'm giving you this. I'm giving you a church. It can be a church. I've given you, uh, I, I blessed you with money. I blessed you with, see, everything you have, when you're with Christ, everything you have is of the Lord's understanding. Everything you own is the Lord's. You have to understand that. When you give it all to the Lord, you give everything to Him. Your possessions, your soul, your body, everything. You give it all to Him. Everything you own, you give unto Him. Remember when he went to the rich man? Now how can I enter into the kingdom of heaven? To sell all your riches and follow me. Sell them all. Get, get rid of everything. Same with Elijah. Elijah and then uh, Elisha. He plowed 12, 12 oxen. 12 oxen. Threw a man on top of him. Next thing you know, he slaughtered all of his, uh, all of his ox and the yokes, burned them. Got rid of it and left. Just like Jesus and the disciples. Had a great, they had all that stuff, all that fishing boats, nets, and all that. What they do? They left their parents, left everything, the whole livelihood, and followed Christ. That's what it's all Christ is. When you give your heart to Christ, everything you own is not yours no more. It's Christ. It's how we use it and what we're if you have the resources, the Lord's giving it to you. See the Lord, He blesses even the rich, the, the sinner as well. You have to understand that He blesses the sinner and he blesses the Christian. You understand? It's like, okay, the rich man. It, 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 rich man in uh, Luke, Luke's, uh, six, Luke 16, 22. The rich man that went to hell. It didn't say that if he was a Christian or nothing. He just says he, he, lives, he, lived, he lived good. 
He didn't say if he was a Christian or a sinner or not. He just lived good. He did really good. He doesn't describe what his life was, how his faith was, or nothing. But he lived really good. He lived really good. He might have been a Pharisee, and we don't know. But he, he was a fine living, had a lot of money. You know? And Lazarus was sitting out there with sores, diseases. And, and the dogs had more passion than the rich They licked the sword. That's, that, that's how much compassion he begged for just the crumbs. And see, a lot of preachers, a lot of Christians will look at that bum and say, well, look at it. And that's why he's in that position, because he's on drugs and alcohol and all that. Now, would you do that? It's we got to be Christ's life. Would you do that? Would you? Would Christ do that? Would, would he ridicule that person? Probably no. Uh, I'm one. Probably give him some choice words and say, "Why are you doing this issue? Give him good word, advice, how to get back on his feet. Throw him a couple of dollars. Throw him some money. Especially if you're rich, you're really rich. But he was rich. Lived really well. Didn't say if he was a Christian or what. His faith." What not? But we, well, we're going to get down in here so we go off. But the talents, five, two, one. Everyone will be given unto his works when we give our hearts to Christ. You can be a rich man. You can be a rich man. And the Lord, once you give it, that rich man gives his heart to Christ, all of his riches are, are, are the Lord's now. It's how that man wants to use it. What he's going to, what are you going to use with all your riches? They don't mean nothing. The more of the riches are stored in the heaven. That just says how much is that rich? Uh, how about that that uh, that young rich ruler? How can we enter into heaven, Lord? How can I go into heaven? He said, "Well, sell all your riches and follow me." He didn't want to because he says it. I, he said, I, I believe it was six, six, or uh, uh, six or seven. Uh, I believe it was six. Six commandments: love thy neighbor as thyself. Yeah. And he did it. And he, and he said, I've done all this. So he's thinking he's only got a few more commandments to do. He got it. He can punch himself into heaven for eternal life. How can I gain eternal life? Well, I can. You know, I, I, I've done all my life. I'm on YouTube. And so all your riches. But he loved his money. He loved his money more than his fellow man. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? Amen. He was a rich man. He was rich. He thought he was doing all according to his works. He thought he was going to go to heaven. But he was rich. He loved his riches more than his fellow man. So we're going to get in the word of God. On and on. If you have, once you give your heart to Christ, you're not of your, your, none of your riches are yours. None of it. All that you own is not of you. It's of it's God's. Amen. Straightway, and straightway took his journey. Then he had, then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them another five talents. Amen. See what he did. The Lord giving it, he's getting, he probably got 
a prophecy, speaking tongues, or, or the gift of healing, the gift of teaching. The Lord's given them gifts to them. The gifts of the Spirit. His riches. He took he took the blessings the Lord given him and he, and he doubled it. He doubled it. And likewise, he that received two, he also gained another two. Amen. See that? You see that? You get double what you get. Normally you get double what you get. And he that receiveth one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. He hid it. He, he, he wasted it. The Lord's given you a talent and you're lazy. So you hit it. You didn't want to use. The Lord said, I want to use you, but you don't use your talent for the Lord's will, what he wants you to do. See, the Lord's going to only give you as much as you're, you're going to be able to handle. He's not going to put you in anything more than what you can. He ain't going to try you any more than what you can handle. Amen. We have to understand that the Lord knows what you can handle and what you can't. How much you can bear. How much turmoil you can go through and try it. Because many will be tried, many will be purged, many will be refined. See, the Lord's coming to refine a church. He's refining the church. He's refining the preachers, refining the church completely. He wants a church. A church without spot nor blemish. Nothing. He's refining the church first before he comes. Remember this. I've seen the other sermons we're preaching on, I believe. And after a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoned with them. And so he that had five talents came and brought, brought another. Five towns saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five towns. Behold, I have gained beside them five towns more. And the Lord said to him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. He also that had received two towns came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two towns. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Even thou into the joy of the Lord. Then he which had received one talent, came and said, Lord, I knew thee, and thou art a heart Reaping thou, reaping where thou hast not sown, gathering where thou hast not strong. And I was afraid and went and hid thy town from her. Lo, there thou hast, that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sow not, and gathered where I have not strong. 
Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchange, and then at my coming I should have received thy oath of yours. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto them that which had ten talents. For every, for even, for unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away, even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into utter darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. When the Son of Man sh shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. We have no excuses. We will not have no excuses. If he failed in his assignment, his excuse could not be that he was overwhelmed. Failure would indicate only laziness or hatred toward the Lord, toward the master. Laziness, or you hate your master. You hate him. Or you're just lazy. The bags of silver represent any kind of resource we are given. Any kind of resources that you're given. Bags of silver. God gives us time, gifts, and other resources according to our abilities. To invest them wisely until he returns. We are responsible for using well what God has given us. The issue is not how much we have, but how well we use what we have. How well we use it. Are you using your talents? Are you using your 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 wealth in in a wicked way? Or talents in a wicked way? You know what I'm talking about, brother and sister? Are you using your are you investing on stuff, gambling probably? Maybe a gamble, being a gambler, wasting your money, your blessings the Lord's giving you. Are you out there fooling around, drinking alcohol, doing drugs? What talents are you the Lord's giving you and you're, and you're, and you're just blowing them away? The Lord giving you ability, but you stick your head in the mud and you say, well, I, I, I know I can do it, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Jesus will return. We know this is true. Does this mean we must quit our jobs in order to serve Him, serve God? No, it means that we to use our time, talents, and treasures diligently. In order to serve God completely in whatever we do. For a few people, this may mean changing a profession. Could mean you could have to change a profession. Maybe you was a bar uh, tender or a stripper, maybe. Or you might have been a drug dealer. You understand this? There's a lot of Professions that are ungodly. 
We a lot of people see a lot of people when they give their hearts to Christ, they say, Well, you know, I, I deliver beer. I deliver beer, I'm a bartender, I'm a stripper, uh, uh, I work at a, a sex shop. These things you have to understand, you have to change the profession. You have to get off it. But see, when the Lord, when you give your heart to the Lord, you, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't say that, that there ain't no excuse. You can't, there ain't really no excuse. There's a lot of professions out there that are ungodly. You have to break free of those things. Maybe you're, maybe you're making your profit off of selling drugs or selling alcohol. You have a, you might have a, a shop, a booze shop. You just sell alcohol. You know, there's a lot of things that you gotta understand. You might work at a convenience store. Uh, and and they sell they sell alcohol there. So uh, as a, a teller, you you'd be uh, I know you ain't the one who's selling the alcohol, but you know just think of these things. Lord, is this what you want me to do? You want me to sell cigarettes, alcohol, or you know what's what talent the Lord wants? He wants to unlock those talents, the talents and gifts out of you. But you have to give up those professions sometimes and follow him. He got you on a path, but you have to follow his path. But sometimes it means giving up some things that you don't want to give up. It's being lazy and saying, well, I, I, I don't want to quit. But sometimes we have to change our profession. He ain't saying to quit your job, but look at the job that you're in. What job are you doing? What kind of job are you involved in? Not everybody uh, works that kind of stuff. But I advise you to get a different job. For most, it means doing our daily work of love for God. We constantly are working. Working and telling people about Lord, the Lord. After you gave your heart to the Christ, and you gave your heart to Christ, but you don't share the gospel with nobody you're working there in. You go to church every Sunday, the next thing you need to go out there, and you don't tell no one about Christ. You're unprofitable in this side. You don't tell no one. When's the last time you told somebody about Christ? How about when's the last time you shared the gospel with someone? A lot of people, that, that's, that's laziness when you don't. When the Spirit is telling you to tell somebody about Christ, but when you don't do it, that can be a very dangerous thing. When the Spirit of God, if you've been touched by the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, and the, 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 the Spirit is directing you in a path, and you totally don't go in that path. You don't go in that direction the Lord's leading you. And you say to yourself, well, you know, I, you know, I, you got to do it. Sometimes it don't, it don't feel comfortable in doing things. But when we do with the Lord, then there's problems. 
the Lord, you profit. You get you get double in what you start doing what the Lord is telling you to do. Sometimes you think to yourself, Lord, I don't see how I'm going to get by. I don't see how I'm going to get by if I quit my job. If I change a profession. Sometimes it, you're, you're in a complete disarray. But you got to think to yourself, the Lord has it under control. The Lord has it under control. The last man hooked to play it safe and protect himself from the master. He was thinking only of himself and was judged for his self-centeredness. We must not make excuses to avoid doing what God calls us to do. If God truly is our master, we must obey him willingly. Our time, abilities, and money ain't ours in the first place. We are caretakers, not owners. When we ignore, squander, or abuse what we have been given, we are rebellious and deserve to be punished. That's what the Lord is saying. Cast into utter darkness. We squander away the things that the Lord has given you. Rebel is rebellious. Ignore, squander, and abuse what we have been given. You abuse it. It can be that's this is not this can be many things, brothers. You got food in your fridge and you have food a lot all the way. Look all the ways. The Lord gives you all the food, gives you food on there. The next thing you know, you're throwing the food in the trash. You go to a golden corral or one of these places, all you can eat. All you can eat buffets and stuff. I used to I used to work in a man as a manager in a couple restaurants and people would spend twenty, thirty dollars on the food. Take a few bites. And I look at it and I say, the guy did it, he paid like thirty, forty dollars for this meal. It took it just a few bites. You gotta save yourself. Is that is that of God? Is that is that something that this the Lord see a lot of people do that? I see a lot of waste. The Lord's giving you, but then you waste it. You waste it. I seen this one brother that uh, one brother I, I, I didn't know him much, but he was a preacher. And I worked I worked at a restaurant. And we had a salad bar. And he come in there and he had a one of them big old flip top boxes. And it was an all you can eat salad bar. And I looked at him and I watched him. And I and I said to myself, surely you can't be eating all that. I mean he filled that thing up. I mean he filled it up so high and so big. And I thought to myself, you know, if he eats all that, I'll be surprised. But he always took it to go, so I don't really know if he ate it all. I don't know. But I but the thing about I look at that and I say, you know, is he gonna eat all that? Or maybe he's gonna share it with somebody. I don't know. But the thing about it, you gotta see, you know, the Lord blesses somebody, and it's like kind of like 
You save yourself well. I, I, the Lord blessing me with this money, but I'm going to buy me a, a, a really expensive truck or expensive car. When you know good and well, you just, why did you buy a, that $20,000 truck? Well, there's a truck right here that could have done the same thing for only $10,000 or $5,000. You, you know what I'm talking about here. It's, it's about the resources of churches too. The church is a nice church, real beautiful church. The Lord's blessed you with this church. The resources God's blessed you model. Then you then you then then you say to yourself, I want a bigger church. You take all the resources and make it bigger. It's like that man in the Bible who's storing up all this, storing everything up, storing up all this food inside the storehouses. He says, well, I'm going to make bigger another barn. I'm going to make my, my barns bigger. Instead of taking it, except for you're storing up on earth. See, you can not take none of it with you. You can take none of it with you. A lot of people store up, uh, uh, they call hoarders, hoarders. Amen. We're going to go on now. For the Son of Man shall come in His glory and all the, all the holy angels with Him shall sit upon the throne of His glory. And before Him shall be gathered all nations and He shall separate them one from another as the shepherds divided the sheep from the goats. As you look in Ezekiel that's in Ezekiel. Ezekiel. You look in Ezekiel. I'm not, in Ezekiel, it says in Ezekiel where it separates goods. I believe I got it in here. Yeah, I got it in. I got it in another verse. Amen. Once again, once he comes back, he's going to start dividing the goats. See, they have to divide the goats from the sheep to share. Same way here on earth. They still have to divide the goats from the sheep when it came down to share it on Ezekiel. It's in Ezekiel, though. We got to go. We don't want to go in Ezekiel, but he's going to do the same thing. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand and the goats on his left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right, Come ye, blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you, and from the foundations of the world. For I, I was a hungry, and ye gave me meat, and I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink, and I was a stranger, and ye took me in. Naked, and ye clothed me, and I was sick, and ye visited me, I was in prison, and ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee a hunger and thee fed thee, or hung or thirsty and gave thee drink? When when saw we thee a stranger and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick or in prison or came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I seen you, and as much as ye have done it unto one of these least of these my brother, ye have done it unto me. 
Then shall he say also unto them on the left, Depart from me, curse it into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil. And it's the same with Luke 16 and 22 with the rich man in vain. You understand this? For I was a hungered, and ye gave me no meat, and I was thirsty, and ye gave me no drink. I was a stranger, ye took me in, not naked, and ye clothed me not, sick and in prison, and ye visited me not. Then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee a hunger, or a thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison? And did not minister unto me. Then shall we answer them. Then he answered them, saying, Verily I say unto you, and so much as ye did it, not to one of the least of these, ye did not to me. You don't do the same thing all these things to your brother. It's the same thing Jesus says, it's the same thing you didn't do unto him. You didn't give me, you didn't offer. But, you know, you see this real closely, too. You see a person who's a drug addict. Knowing good and well, if you give him money, he's probably going to take it and buy more drugs. The best thing for you to do is say he's hungry. You go and you buy him food. There's a way in doing things. It's not always money, 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 money. It's not always about money. He says, I'm hungry, man. Let me, let me get a couple bucks. Well, there's a, let's, let's go here to McDonald's or wherever it gets you some food. Man, I, man I, I'm in rag. You see a person in, in bad clothes? His clothes look raggedy? It don't take much to say, come here, man. You take me in here and buy you a set of clothes. 30, 40 bucks. Give him a pair of pants and a new shirt if you don't have a nice clothes on. Do you understand what I'm talking about? He's shivering out here. You don't got a coat. You got four or five coats in your house. Give him a coat. He's sick. You see, he's sick. You know, you may take him to the hospital, man. It looks like you're not doing too well. Offer to take him to the hospital. You know? He's in the cold for a long time. If you're a rich man, you got a lot of money. And you see that person sitting on the side of the road, and you feel led to, buddy, I'd like to go ahead and uh, get you a day, a day into the end here. And you tell, then tell them about the Lord. Minister unto them. There's ways in doing things. Don't look down upon your fellow brother. He says, if you do this, you do it. If you do it unto this person, you're doing it for me. The same thing. And these shall go away to everlasting punishment, but the righteous unto eternal life, life eternal. Hell and heaven are eternal. Which is the way? But this parable is two attitudes towards Jesus' return. People who digitally prepare for it by investing his or her time and talents to serve. God will, will be rewarded. The person who has no heart for the work of kingdom will be punished. God rewards faithfulness. We live by faith, constantly. Those who bear no fruit for God's kingdom cannot expect to be treated the same as those that are fruitful. God will separate his obedient followers from the pretenders and the unbelievers. 
We we demonstrate what we believe by the way we act. The way we act. We treat each person we encounter as if he or she were Jesus. It's no easy task. What we do for others demonstrates what we really think about Jesus. Words to us. Feed those that are hungry. Give homeless people a chance to stay. Minister unto the refugees. Look after those that are poor, sick, visit those that are in prison. What can you and your church or your small group begin to help? How can you help? How can you help people? What it is? How how can you give a hand sometimes? Minister unto them. Tell them about Christ. But you know, I, I seen this one guy. This one guy, he was sitting up there with a, a sign. And he says, I, 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 I'm looking for work. I'm a veteran and I have kids. He's a really old man. He's a really old man. And uh, he's been doing it for some years. Some, some years. And we, we, we gave him some money every once in a while. And down the road, down the road, he was on the newspaper. And they came up to him, and, I, and come to find out that, you see, he gets a, a, a military, he was in the military, and he gets a military pension. He gets money. And he'd do it every time, every time. And, uh, and it doesn't take much to sit down for the sign and do nothing. You got hands, but let them be idle, it says, in the Word of God. But I watched him. I watched him, and he's done his thing. And then all of a sudden, I see him pick up the sign and walk a couple blocks and get into a car, a real nice car. He had a better car than I. Did. But the thing about it, we, we, we need not be deceived. Some people just don't want to work. They rather just sit down and get a handout. So watch out for those type of people, well, because it will. The Lord will. Reward them for their 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 wickedness. That's wickedness. That's wicked in God's eyes. When you're taking a, a freeloading, they call it freeloading, and and uh, it's a shame when you see that. He's been doing this for quite some time. I've seen him with nice clothes on, and all of a sudden I see him with a uh, stuff that makes him. He don't shave or nothing. He has this big long beard. And I, I work, I, you know, you know, you, you say to yourself, well, won't you shave up? Won't you go get your job? You have a car. But he gets out there. And he got a cardboard box, a piece of cardboard. You know, if he can afford to drive a car, you know, he's a, a retired military guy. So he's getting a, a pension as well. And the, the, he was on the paper. And all of a sudden, when he was on the paper, he quit doing it. Yeah, I don't see him too often anymore. But the thing about it, he was caught. He was caught, and people were fooled for years, very, for a very long time. I even had my young daughter give him her, give, give my young daughter gave her dollar to that man. And it's because she felt like he needed some money. And, 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 that, and, that, and that's a sad thing. It's a sad thing to see a, a grown man, a grown man do this. And uh, my youngest daughter, she was only very young at the time. She was only like two, 
but she had one dollar. And she said, and she said, what's that man? He's like, oh, I was like, well, he's looking for somebody to give him some money for cooking. And she did. She's like, I want to give him a dollar. And she gave him a dollar, gave her her dollar to that man. And come to find out, he, he's not all he, what he was. Not all what he was. Now Jesus and the sheep, between the believers and the believers, he's going to divide it. He's going to divide the believers and unbelievers, sheep and goats. Is there? Is Ezekiel twenty-three seventeen? You know, I can cross-reference Ezekiel. Ezekiel, when he separates the goats, in Ezekiel, as for you, O my flock, to save the Lord God, behold, I judge between. A judge between cattle and the cattle, between the rams and the he goats. Ezekiel 34 and 18. Seemeth it as a small thing unto you to have eaten up a good pasture. But ye must tread down with your feet the residue of your pastures, and to have drunk drunk of the deep waters, but ye must foul the residue with your feet. And as for my flock, they eat that which ye have trodden with your feet, and they drink that which ye have fouled with your feet. Therefore thus saith the Lord God unto them, Behold, I even will judge between the fat cattle and between the lean cattle. Because ye have thrust with one side with the shoulder, and pushed it all, all the disease with your horns, till ye have scattered them abroad. Where it says right here, he's going to separate the goats from the sheep. Depart from me, says, and they and these shall go away into everlasting punishment, the righteous into eternal life. He's going to divide them. He's going to find every bit, any kind of iniquity and divide it. Any hidden sins of all your works, the Lord's prepared for you. He's not going to give you no more than what you can't handle. Amen. 45, 34, and 40. The parable describes a mercy we can we all can do every day. Acts do not depend on the wealth, ability, or intelligence. They are simply acts freely given and freely received. We have no excuse to neglect faith who have deep needs, and we should not think that these responsibilities belong only to the church or the government. Now they get free food stamps and all that. Jesus demands our personal involvement in caring for others' needs. Isaiah 58 and 7. Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry? And that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house, when thou seest the naked, and thou cover him, and thou hide not thyself from thy own flesh. In 25 and 40, there is much, much discussion about the identity of the brothers and sisters. Some have said that they were Jews, others say that they were all Christians, still others were say they are suffering people everywhere. Some in debate, much like the lawyer's earlier questions to Jesus, who is my brother? Who is my neighbor? In Luke 
10.28.9. But he, willing to justify himself, say unto Jesus, Who is my neighbor? The point in this parable is not who, but the what the importance of serving, where service is needed. The focus of this parable is that we should love every person and serve anyone we can. Such love from others glorify God by reflecting our love for Him. Constantly reflecting love. If we don't show our love like we show our love towards Christ with our fellow neighbor, with our fellow neighbor, we don't do this. But right there in the Word of God. Cast in the other darkness. You cast in all these shall go away in everlasting punishment. The righteous into eternal life. Hell and damnation. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, strong parables. We gotta go by what the word of God says. Now we're gonna go on. Might have to do it part two on this. Because there's still a lot to go here. Eleven, we'll go by twelve o'clock. 12 o'clock in the sermon. Let's go to Ecclesiastics 10, 16, and 8. 10, 16, and 8. Woe to thee, O land, when thy king is a child, and thy princess eat in the morning. For blessed art thou, O land, when thy king is the son of nobles, and thy princess eat in due season for strength and not for drunkenness. By much slothfulness the building decayeth, and through idleness the hands of the house droppeth through. What do you mean by this, brother? And I, I tell you what, this guy's, you have to see that we are the living sinners. We are the living sinners, and Christ is the core, the cornerstone of the house. We are a body. We are a body unto Christ. We gotta constantly. It's, this is gonna be good. This can go with much, much, and much of what's being told here, brothers and sisters. Much being told here. And uh, you just notice in books of one and two, the kings, all the kings, the kings, their their kingdoms. This, as you can tell, this government that we have right now in America, or governments out in, the, in all those other countries out there, when we start when we start throwing God out, the country starts decaying. It's the same thing with the church. This is a very at by much slothfulness the building decay. Decay it, it rots. So when, it, when, when a, something rots, right, what do you got to do? You got to break out the rottedness and put it in Put it in It's unrepairable when it rots, decays. And though through idleness of the hands of the house, drop it through. It drop it through. It decays. Falls to the ground. If you keep on reading it, a feast is much laughter and wine maketh merry, but money answers all things. And that they think, well, if they, if we don't take care of it, we just buy another one. We just buy a new house. So just let it rot. Don't take care of it. It's like that car or your house. You see, you got a leak in the water, a leak in your ceiling. 
and you just let that leak keep falling, it's going to cause more damage. It's going to cause more rot. If you don't seal up the cracks in your house, the bugs come in and infest the house. Amen? You don't sweep the floor, the, the, the floor starts getting dirty. If you don't do your dishes, it's going to start stinking. If you don't take out your trash, the trash starts smelling. Amen? You don't stick up, you don't, you don't clean them up after the clean up after animals, you're gonna step on to you. I'm telling you. You gotta, you gotta, it's, it's the same thing with the building the Christ. We see we are living stone. We're gonna go to the, I'm gonna tell you, I'll, I like I like to go ahead and just get now this ecclesiastics are gonna go with first Peter two, 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 two and five. First Peter one, first Peter two, chapter two, and we're going to go to verse two and five. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that we may grow thereby. If so, be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious, to whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. Ye also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifice acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. When you start getting these talents and, the, and these abilities, and you're a rich person, and you and you start if you don't start using those abilities, these talents like you might have prophecy, you might have speaking tongues. You might be healing or, or seeing visions or dreams. These are all bodies of the Christ that make, make it grow by sharing the word of God, by sharing this message, by sharing the preaching. That's when you start coming together. And we're all living stones. A church ain't going to build. Praise the Lord and amen. We have, all, we have 1,100 and some people on the page. As you can tell, I'm put, I'm bringing in people on my profile, and I, I, I send you an invite. You accept the invite and get on the page. Then I delete them. It's either you take the invite or you don't, and you get deleted all. I'm not going to sit around for you. Sit around for people. It, it, it's unprofitable just to be on my my Facebook on there and not watch none of the preaching. Amen. So we have to make sure that who's going to profit? I'm not one to preach and give the word of God. I don't give my pearls unto swine. So what do you do? You give the word of God to people and they just flip it. It's like a pig. You give them a pearl. What he's going to do is going to flip that pearl aside and go right back to the mark. You don't give your pearls unto uh, swine. You don't give the word of God. To the ones you, it's, it's when it's shake the dust off your feet, they aren't going to accept it. Accept the word. It's, it's more acceptable for Psalm the more than for that sin. Amen. Spiritual sacrifice is acceptable by God. We are living stones. We are the living stones. Amen. It says that if you go back to Ecclesiastes, what are these? The land. See the kings? If you go to first and second kings, you read on through there. The turmoil. As you see Solomon, as his sons, 
this house decayed and, and brought down because they weren't staying with the Lord. They weren't staying uh, how the Lord was telling them to go in the right direction. Understand this? The writing's on the wall. It was like all prosperous. But when you start uh, diluting and bringing in idols and stuff and, and bringing in filth into the church, the church decays. It falls through. It's like when you when you say, "Well, we ain't going to have no speaking in tongues in the church," or "We're not going to we're not going to have that in the church." But if it's profitable unto God and you don't allow it, we don't go by the word of God. We say, "Well, we don't preach hell in this church," but no one's going to. Then then you you don't then you that that the house is going to fall in. It's going to fall in. It's still it's decaying. It's decaying. It has to. It needs a new renewal. We are all built. We're a living stone. Let's go on in uh, Peter. There, we are all living stones. Woe unto thee, old land! It's the same thing with the government. You throw God out, things get bad. A vice of a house divided cannot stand. Amen. For me and my house will serve the Lord, Joshua. We have to go by with the word of God. We have to live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. If we don't do this, your house is going to fall. The church won't stand. And they'll be judged by, the, you'll be judged. You'll be separated from the egos and the, and, the, and the goats and the egos. Remember we're preaching about that. It's the same thing with the churches. If that preacher ain't going to teach about hell and heaven, hell and sin, repentance, amen, falling away, you got, there's all kinds of stuff that preachers are not preaching about. And it's going to be, if the Lord, that's when the Lord's going to separate them. They're going to separate them. Hey, I, I see you. Had, you, you did not preach the word all the way. You, you hit it. You hid my word from my from my sheep. You hid it. Cast you in other darkness. Leaping in knowledge, you'll be sent that you Lord send you to hell. You got to understand. It all goes into the word of God. It's laziness. It's laziness. It's laziness. You know what's good. You know what's good and what needs to be preached to your to the, your congregation. You're not doing it. You're not doing it. The Lord's given and planted that word within you, but you don't want to lose the congregation. You don't want to lose it. First, you have to go in the inside. Make sure it's clean in the inside. Then you go on the outside. And make sure the shingles are on there and are, that they're not blown off. You make sure the exterior and the interior is clean from the inside and out. You don't put old uh, good wine in old bottles. Amen. They'll rupture the bones. You put new wine in new bottles. Amen. So. It's the same thing. You gotta, you gotta keep the upkeep of the church. 
You got to keep the upkeep of your congregation. All are contributors. We are the living stones. If we don't sit there, if we sit there and we listen to the word, well, we're not going to share the word. We're not going to uh, share the word, spread the gospel. You know, I've seen the most craziest things on Facebook. Crazy things. And they get a million people, over 18 million people. This one guy put toothpaste, he but he, he got a hammer and cracked up his cell phone and he, and he put some toothpaste on it and some rice. And he wiped he, what he did, he just flipped over another phone and he had it, had it already set up. He pulled it off and he fooled him. He got 18 million views for that. And thousands and thousands of shares. Hundreds of thousands of shares. I'm thinking to myself, like, I preach the word of God and I can't even get that bit. I can't even get close to that much. It's, it's like the foolish stuff. Foolish stuff gets seen more than the word of God. This is what's going to take you into heaven. This, this is what's going to make you live the right life. It's laziness. It, it, it's, it's, it's slothfulness. Knowing that your soul wants to, but you're willing, you just want to see these worldly things. You want to live these worldly things. Amen. We are the living stones. We are the living stones. And that's what it means by the word of God when you look in, in Peter. As newborn babe, desire the sincere milk of the world. They desire. That ye may grow thereby. We're growing. But when you don't when you don't desire it, if you don't, if so, be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious. He's gracious unto you. How all the foolish things you've done. All the laziness that you've done. How you wasted all those years. You know, I say to myself, man, I, I wish I would have gotten to know you a little bit sooner, Lord. How many brothers and sisters out there said, I wasted all these years. All these years. I wasted a lot of years being lazy. I knew I knew a lot of people know Christ. A lot of people know about him, but they don't want it. They don't, they're too lazy to get to know Christ. That he can change your life, put you on the right path. But you know what? You, you, you don't want you don't want you want the easy way. You want the easy way. You want the the way the way of the drunkard. Drunk was what they did. If you go on, if you was on Ecclesiastics, it goes on. These kings, they knew, they knew what they were supposed to, supposed to do, but they didn't do it. They drank, they be married, they, they they just flourished on themselves and whatnot. And the house fell in. That the, their house fell in decay. Because they knew, they knew what they were supposed to be doing. But they didn't. They didn't. And they say, oh, because we have money. We got money. We got all the money. I bought my dad. I inherited all kinds of money. And a lot of people get inheritance like they get inherited. Their fathers, they die, and they inherit a lot of money, and they, they squander. They don't make no use of it. They don't make no profit of it. So the house falls in. 
decays. Decays is it's rotten. No one's just gonna leak in the roof and you just let it go. Eventually it's gonna fall in or rot fall in if you don't fix the leak. If you start you don't start building it up. It's either you stay on a level ground or you let it fall. One way or another. Or you build it up. We are living stones. We have to build the church, not let it decay. Unite. How do you, if we unite, be more unite with Christ, unity with Christ. If we unite it with unity, if we just had, if I had a, all my thousand followers on my page, a thousand on my page followers, took this message and shared it with all their friends, it'd be in the thousands, hundreds of thousands. Hundreds of thousands. You know, you'd probably get more shares if a person was to come up and just blow, if I was to blow my brains off in the, in the middle of life, life, I'd get more shares. It's crazy. But when you tell them, the, you, but it's, it's a stupid thing. It's, it's just ignorant things. Ignorant. Ignorant. And you just got to understand we are the lively stem. Unto a living stone, disallowed, indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. Ye also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house and a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifice acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Therefore, also it is contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zoran a chief cornerstone stone elect, Precious, and that he that believes on him shall not be compelled. We are built. We're building together that unity with Christ. We should not stand idle and not preach and tell people about Christ. Building them stones, not letting them decay. That's what's happened to the church. One church goes the way, this church goes this way, this church goes this way, this way, all denominations. If we put a unity, building the house, because the church is, 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 is decaying. It's decaying. It's not building itself up. We're not holding and pulling together and sharing the gospel, telling people about Christ, getting the gospel out there. Amen. We need to come to unity with Christ. We must seek Christ being unity. We're going to do this all over and we're going to come to a close. Job, Judges, now get real close with Judges 8 and 9. Judges 8 and 9. And they say, Arise, and we may go up against them. For we have seen the land, behold, it is very good, and ye were still. Be not slothful to go and to enter and possess the land. This is to do with Dan. The tribes of Dan are looking into the midst of the Canaanites. And the Canaanites. What are you guys idle for? The Lord promised you that your land. 
Go in there and get it. Why are you sitting there? Why are you being slothful? Why are you being lazy? Go and take the promise the Lord is giving you. To take what the Lord is giving you. As you go into Hebrews, this goes in with the next verse. And we desire that every one of you do show or shew the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end. What ye be not slothful, but followers of them, who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Amen. The Lord gave a promise to the, 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 the tribe of the tribes. They said, look, go pick the land. Why are you sitting idle? Why are you sitting idle in judges? And they said, arise that we may go up against them. Because they were scared of me. He said, hey, I gave you the promise. I promise you. It's the same with Christ. He promises you if you believe on him and confess your sins unto Christ. Your promise. Your promise. Quit being lazy. Quit being lazy. Oh, Lord, just give me one, give up on me. I'm going to I'm just going to give up on Christ. I'm going to give up on him. I'm not going to be able to. It's laziness, though. Slothfulness. Stubbornness. Slugger. Brothers and sisters, there is no excuse. There will be no excuse. Not when we hold the word of God in our Quit staying idle and get off your tail end and get out there. Tell people about Christ. There's going to be no excuses. You're not going to be able to buy your way in. And that's how the kings were. They let their they let their churches decay and rot. They let them decay and rot and say, well, we got money. We'll just buy another. We'll just buy another. And that's the same with the virgins. They took their oil. Say, can we just buy some of yours? It's too late. Too late. Understand this, brothers and sisters. Understand this. The same thing with the, the, the parable with the talents. He gives you the money. He says, now take. Well, can I, I bless you with this now. What am I going to want you to do with it? Go out there and make and, and win souls. The word of God, I planted in your heart. Take it. Get out there and tell people about Christ. Show them what he's done for you. How he's blessed you. How he's turned your life around. Don't let the house decay. Help your fellow man. Amen. Amen. The Lord has given a promise. He's promised you eternal salvation. Eternal life with Him. If you don't want to accept that promise, and be so lazy as to say yourself, I'm just going to work. I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm not going to work. I'm going to be slothful. I'm not going to be clean. I'm not going to be clean unto God. 
I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm still gonna thrive in my sin. I'm not gonna put away with it. I'm not gonna throw, I'm not, you know, you know, it's gonna take a long time for me to erase all that stuff on my computer, so I, I'm just gonna keep it on there. That's lazy. You're not gonna, you gotta take away, you gotta take that sin out of the house. Don't be lazy. Well, that's worth a lot of money, you know, and I, you know, that's a lot, that's worth money, and, and I don't, I don't want to get rid of it. It's lazy. It's lazy. It's excuses. There's going to be no excuse. There's a lot of ones to do it. The Lord's giving you a task to do. Get rid of the filth. Well, you know, I, I will, I will. Get rid of the drugs and alcohol. Well, you know, I'm going to. I'm, I'm quit procrastinating. Get on with it. There's going to be no excuses for your laziness and insubordination. Insubordination. When that boss tells me to go and do something, and I don't do it. It's insubordination. You get fired. With the talent, Lord Master gave him money and said, I give you five. Make me a prophet. I give you two, make me a problem. I give you one. I give you a, a path to go into. That ain't too hard, but it is, it is, it is a task that's to your ability. Your ability is at task. The Lord's giving you the task that fits your ability to do. Amen. There's going to be no excuse. You've been forewarned. You've had your opportunity. Now it's too late. The doors are closed. You are too lazy to find the truth. You're too lazy to seek God while there is still time. You're too slothful in your ways. Now the doors closed. I never knew you. Never need workers of iniquity. I've given you an opportunity. I've given you your rewards. I blessed you. I've given you a nice family. I've, I've given you a good job. I put a hedge over your household. I blessed you. Have you given me not anything in return? My blessings I've given to you. Have you helped out your fellow man? Have you helped out uh, work the sharing the gospel? Have you went out there and confessed Christ unto your fellow man? Brothers and sisters, we have to look at the word of God. And it's complete and tired. It is. We got a lot to go with. I still got a lot to preach on. There'll be a part two. But we have to understand. We have to be, we are the living stone. We are the living stone. And we can only build through unity. That we just set ourselves to a point that we're going to put together 
our, our differences and go by the pure word of God and entirely, entirely, everything, and say to ourselves that we're going to accept it all and not be lazy and say, well, this is going to get in the way of my life, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to preach on it. I'm not going to do this, or I'm not going to, I'm not going to be lazy and throw out the trash and garbage out of my hand. I'm not going to say, well, I can't get rid of the streamer lights and all that in my church. The Lord says, this place ain't a place of entertainment. It's a house of prayer. It's not a place of, of thieves. A den of thieves. The Lord Jesus, if you asked him, would he accept this church and how it is? And you wonder why so many churches are literally scourged. A lot of churches are scourged with the cords of Jesus through this coronavirus. He's literally emptied out everyone. He's coming to refine. Refine. And I tell you what, brothers and sisters, share this gospel. Share this gospel. And I know it in my heart. The Lord's going to bless you. He will. You get a prophet's reward, preacher's reward, pastor's reward. Share this gospel by giving a cup of cold water. You'll get a Lord's reward. Brothers and sisters, the lazy and slothfulness, there ain't going to be no excuses. There's not going to be no excuses. Why you say to yourself, well, why did I not make it in the hell? You did not preach about hell. Why did I make it to heaven? Because you didn't. You were too lazy and you thought of yourself. Too high-minded. And thinking to yourself, I'm going to do it the way I want it to do it, not the way the Lord. The Lord has set me on my course. I've given you a few things. A few things. You can even do that. I've given you a message to preach, but you couldn't even tell me. You gave him a prosperity preacher. And I told you to tell him that, hey, get right. Come to repent. Turn from your sins. To be cast in utter darkness. To be in the national heat. Pray. Lord Jesus, I give you part of the message. As we continue the message, we're going to be continuing the message tomorrow. Continue the message tomorrow about 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock, we're going to continue this message, brother Jesus. Lord Jesus, I've given you the message. Take that message and spread it, spread it out where you want it, Lord. Whoever heard the message, let them seek. Seek the true gospel. And it's pretty entirely. Let's not be lazy. Let's not take our talents and dig them and put them to the ground. Let's be brought into our paths where Christ has brought us to. And let us work 
for the Lord, not the idol. But we know, Lord, when we go to heaven, we're still going to be working. We're not going to be idle. The Lord rewards no, no laziness. There's no laziness in heaven. Laziness is wickedness unto God. If he had two hands, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. There will be no excuses for the ones that are slacking in the Word of God. The ones that are sleeping and slumbering in the Word of God. There is not going to be no excuses. The Lord will divide the sheep from the goats. There's ones that think that they're going to buy the way at the very last time would be greatly mistaken. Now we need to seek you, Lord, not be lazy, not be slothful, but constantly discipline seeking the milk. The milk. That we may grow and be strong so we can be rewarded for more greater works ahead of us. We give you thanks and glory and honor in the name of Jesus. And hands of all my brothers and sisters. Let them be touched by this word. As we continue with the word of God once more, let this word of God be preached unto others. We give you thanks, glory, and honor, Lord Jesus, in your precious name. We give you thanks, Lord. Keep your hands upon my brothers and sisters. Let this message touch their hearts. You open their minds and their ears. So we can go on with the Word of God. And learn more and more. And get some new meat. And drinking milk. We ask you, Lord Jesus. We ask you to give you thanks. We ask you to keep us, Lord. Keep us, keep us diligently working. Give us strength, Lord. Wake us up out of our laziness, our slumber. Get our hands moving. Get our minds thinking. Put our thoughts into action. Get our idleness into action. Share this word. Be a prophet unto you in salvation. A prophet unto your, your pure word. For we're building up treasures in heaven, not here on earth. We give you thanks, glory, and honor above all. In your precious name. Amen. Brothers and sisters, remember, share the gospel. Share the gospel. Go to the website. Go to the website. And, you, and, and, and join the website. www.thefatherthesonthefathersontheholeyghostministry.com And join the website. Join the website. So you can get the gospel as much as you want. You help out in partnership with us. 
be a part of the ministry. It's grown. The Lord's going to really start flourishing here soon. Really start moving. I feel the Lord's going to start really moving really hard on the ministries. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, get involved. Because if you're not involved, when the Lord starts really moving, you'll say, where were you, brother? Where were you? Where were you when I needed you? Where were you when I needed you? The Lord's going to show me the ones. The ones that are truly in with the Word of God. Who's going to help his brother. I'm in a brother in need, brother. I need your prayer. I need your support. But who I who I see is going to share this, at least share the gospel. I have a few brothers who shared the gospel for a short period of time. I don't even hear them anymore. I don't even hear them anymore. And it breaks my heart. It hurts me. It hurts me to know that, you know, I help them and they're all about helping me. No, don't help me. I just want to share the gospel. I don't even get but a few shares. If I can just get someone to share this gospel, I know the Lord's going to greatly bless you. I only preach what the Lord's given me. This message is for you, all you brothers. Share this gospel. I know you're blessed. I know you're blessed with real riches. I know you will. But I'll, I'll, I'll see. I observe. As me being a preacher or a minister or a teacher, unto brothers and sisters out there, I'll see. I'll, I'll see who's doing it. Now I'll be saying, what I say, Lord, I think you'd be a great person to be in the, in the ministries. I like, I like, I'll be praying for whoever the Lord wants me because I need helpers. I need helpers. The Lord will send helpers to you. I know you will. I know you got some big plans. You have plan like you are. I like the Lord. I feel the Lord's going to really use me strong. But I'm still learning. We're all learning. No one is in there. Nobody out there knows this Bible is better than Jesus. If they say he knows it all, then he's the fool. He's the fool who says he knows it all. We give you glory. I give you thanks. Brothers and sisters, I've got you all in my prayer. I'll pray for every one of you. Every one of you is on, on Facebook every day. Every day I pray for you. You're in my prayers. So let me be in this ministry and be in your prayer. Just share that gospel. Share it. Your precious name and give God all the glory and all the praise and all honor. Give glory and his name Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. Let him be your Lord and Savior. Submit unto Christ. You know what's right. Don't be lazy. Laziness will not be tolerated. Slop. May God be all the glory. We'll see you tomorrow at 11 o'clock. Amen.